You're listening to Addiction Medicine Beyond the Abstract, the official podcast of the Journal of Addiction Medicine. If this is your first time listening, thanks for coming. Addiction Medicine Beyond the Abstract is produced for your enjoyment and is focused on the latest journal-published research and science in the field of addiction medicine. Remember to add us to your favorites in iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at ASAMorg and Facebook. Now, let's go beyond the abstract. Welcome to Addiction Medicine Beyond the Abstract. I'm your host, Dr. Sean McNeil, Digital Content Editor for the Journal of Addiction Medicine. Today we're joined by Dr. John McCarthy. He's an Associate Professor of Psychiatry and Volunteer Clinical Faculty at the University of California, Davis. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. McCarthy. I want to first inquire a bit about your academic background and your history in the field of addictions. Well, I, uh, I did a, uh, a psychiatric uh, residency in Colorado, um, and I was really uh, headed to be a psychoanalyst. I mean, life has its turns, twists and turns. Um, I got a, a faculty appointment at UC Davis um, when I finished, and uh, I was working in community mental health, which was fine, but it was... I was used to, you know, intensive patient care, you know, where I'd talk to the patient. These mental health centers at the time, and I'm sure they all vary, but I was writing 19 or 20 scripts a day and barely seeing the patients. It it was something I just didn't want to do. So I went to the department and I said, look, this this isn't fitting me. And they said, well, look, we've got this methadone program and no one really wants to do that. Do you want to take over the methadone program? I said, fine. I I took it over. Um, I could actually see the patients. Uh, I knew nothing about methadone and and heroin addiction. What you get is that you get in medical school back in the day was that they got liver disease and, and abscesses. And, you know, you get the medical complications of needle drug use, but Nothing particularly about um, treating heroin addicts. And uh, so um, that began, um, I really enjoyed, I had the authority to be able to see the patients when I needed to see them and um, and uh, have staff, you know, get trained um, the right way so that I could get good information from the staff. With that done, um, it became really fun. I enjoyed working in the, the clinic. I loved it. I, I worked, uh, you know, until a couple of years ago as a doc in a methadone program. Fantastic. And what has been more of the focus of your work recently? Well, in, um, until a couple of years ago, I ran a methadone buprenorphine treatment system. Uh, in Sacramento, we had three clinics, and I don't know. By the time I uh, I retired from clinical practice, we had I don't know twelve, thirteen hundred patients. So we we were seeing the uh, the tidal wave of uh, opiate addiction for sure. Um, the specialty that I've had is is pregnancy um, and opiate dependence. So that's uh, pretty much been my focus of research for quite a while. This last paper um, 
was data I collected um, over a period of a year um, on serum levels in pregnancy. Um, and uh, so I used the data. Um, I had no idea when I started, Sean, what the hell methadone metabolite ratios were good for. I'd never heard of them. <laughs> I didn't, didn't know anything about them, but I had ordered serum levels um, all the time on pregnant patients because I wanted to know the best measure of metabolism I could get, and, and uh, I used trough serum levels. Um, and I'd followed them during the pregnancy uh, every four to six weeks and then um, repeat um, maybe two or three times postpartum because I learned that that postpartum period uh, is a very uh, critical period to watch the mother because the serum levels just take off. Right. And I, I was even surprised how quickly they returned to their baseline metabolism and perhaps even overshot that that previous uh, level of functioning. Yeah, I don't think it... I think what was happening um, is the return to baseline. No one's ever really... I mean, I think there's a couple of studies that suggest uh, maybe six to ten weeks for this P450 system to uh, return to the non-pregnant state. Um and uh, some of them it, you know, it returns really quickly, um, at least if not fully, um, very quickly within maybe a week or two after delivery. Um, the amazing thing that I found out of this this article and, and writing it and learning about enzyme induction, believe me, I always hated the P450 system because I never knew what it was, what effect it was going to have. Um, you know, we have all these medicines that um, are P450 substrates, and when you give them with methadone, you just don't know. I mean, you learn through experience, a little bit, drug that stands out is rifampin. I've had methadone patients with TB get put on rifampin, and they are in, it's like giving them naloxone. They're <laughs> in withdrawal very rapidly. Rufantin has quite a has dramatic effect on it. The antidepressants I could never figure out, even though the science says that they should have some effect on metabolism. So either the uh, induction or the inhibition when paired with other drugs um, is that P450 system and uh, like I said, uh, we've never had a good way of knowing what it's doing directly. And regarding that correlation, it looks like the metabolism of these women picked up during the second and third trimesters. All during pregnancy. Um, it, uh, the ratios were, um, I believe it was, I don't have to look at the article, but I believe our, you know, the first trimester was ratio of 6.1 and the lower the ratio the faster the metabolic rate and you know baseline populations are 11 or 12 and then the uh, second trimester was 5.9 so there wasn't a significant change between first and second that did go a little lower 
and third trimester was 5.1. So the, the significant change was um, between the first and the third trimester statistically. But when we looked at individual patients, some patients were metabolizing, they, they hit this ultra-rapid, um, you know, you read the article that you can categorize these MMRs into uh, ultra-rapid and uh, extensive, you know, the four categories. Um, so four and below is ultra-rapid metabolism. Um, which happens with methadone patients, but it's only like a 5%, uh, maybe 10%. That's another issue we can talk about, but, um, you know, the uh, ratio of six um, is definitely rapid, and then the transition back to the postpartum period, jumping back up significantly. Do you feel that the strategy of using their uh, metabolic ratio to inform the dose you give them, do you feel like that actually improved their clinical outcomes? Well, I think so. But, you know, I think it was it, as a tool, freestanding tool alone, um, maybe uh, I couldn't say that, but I could say that working closely with the moms and using those ratios um, allowed me to um, demonstrate to them and to me the need for changing the dose and the dose regimen. The dose regimen is really important. Um, you know, this is a dependence-producing medication, you know, and in pregnancy, um, for some of these ultra-rapid metabolizers, methadone is, becomes like a Vicodin. It's, it's like a six-hour drug, which is completely the opposite of what you want. Okay. Do you hope that any of this might um, inform current protocols so that more clinicians are checking this ratio? I would like to see that. I think that, you know, the use of seromobiles, um is not a standard of care. Maybe this uh, MMR paper will give people an, an added idea about the value of them, um, the value of serum levels. Well, Dr. McCarthy, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Thank you for discussing your work and uh, particularly this recent study of yours. Well, I'm glad to do it, Sean. I really am. It's been a, uh, a kind of a life passion, so... Um, no, no problem on this end at all and appreciate talking to you. This ends today's podcast. Thank you for listening to Addiction Medicine Beyond the Abstract. All of today's show links can be found in the show notes. Remember, you can preview additional abstracts at journalofaddictionmedicine.com. This program was produced by the American Society of Addiction Medicine.